Polyona Podcast is a collection of stories, opinions, and perspectives about polyamory and the polyamorous lifestyle. I'm Britt Vosicek. I'm the host of Polyona Podcast. I'm not a professional counselor, nor am I a professional polyamorous person. The voices you hear, including the host, offer their subjective interpretations and don't intend to convince you or shame you. We're just letting you into our vulnerable and complicated little worlds, brought to you by the Mockingbird Network. Hey guys, this is Britt with Polywana Podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Mockingbird Network. Uh, today is actually Brenda's birthday. And you won't be hearing this on Brenda's birthday, but I just wanted you to know that I brought her flowers and I love her very much. Um, so you should tell her happy belated. And please go check out the other stuff that's going on at Mockingbird Network. Uh, Ryan's Crush Corner has an episode that I'm on and um, Relationship has an episode that I'm on. So if you only want to listen to episodes that I'm on, you can go to those podcasts. But all the other podcasts are really dope. Um, Stax is one that I recommend too. It's a comedy podcast. And they keep saying they're going to have me on, but maybe you can email them and, and, and incentivize them too. Uh, and thank you so much to the Houston Polyamorous Organization for sponsoring us and uh, letting me put my writing up there. Uh, I have some new articles, um, one of which was about a trip that I took to Austin to do a storytelling about polyamory. So if you really are into poly stuff and you want to, uh, read about that, please go read about it, um, and support what they're doing and come to my shows and do their stuff. Uh, I am here with my guest today. Hi. Hi. Uh, we're talking about breakups Yeah. and I invited you to disclose some breakup information and you were like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I have had seven thousand breakups. <laughs> yeah, no, not quite that many. It felt like it though. <laughs> yeah, at the time. Um, so what we're doing, what I'd like to do ideally is have you know we do we've been doing a lot of, in the Poly One Hundred One series, mm -hmm. and so what I really wanted to do was take a step in the in the storytelling series because you know when it's just me and Johnny, like, you know, we, we kind of know our stories and we kind of yeah. talk about it in the one one episodes, <laughs> yeah. but having people on to talk about, um, you know, specifically breakups, I just feel like are, are like, you know, new relationships are great and they're fun. Right. Um, but you know, we don't really get as much, um, attention and love and sympathy for our breakups because it's kind of like, Oh, well, don't you have, yeah, that's messed up, isn't it? It's a little breakups up. hurt just because you have other partners waiting in the wings and scare quotes doesn't mean that his breakup doesn't hurt, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that's, that's kind of the, every mm -hmm. breakup. I mean, it's a breakup. Yeah. It's it, still just as valid yeah. and just as painful. Right, yeah. yeah. And so I feel like sometimes what I've noticed is kind of, I don't really have an ear to listen, you mm -hmm. know, to me sometimes when I have a breakup. And so, um, I think it's important for poly people to, to talk about it. And yeah. maybe if the ear just happens to be our entire audience, then we're just going <laughs> to vent about our breakups. And That's and why you have a podcast, because they chose to listen to you and you, they, they get what you give them. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about cat food, because I don't feel like people listen to me enough about cat food. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough cat stuff on the internet, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh man, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so you had you had one this was really interesting and something I kinda wanna touch on before we get into the whole story no. is you um you had one breakup that led you to realize you were Polly. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is kind of an initiation that a lot of people have to go through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there are a few people that are born Polly or rather born knowing about Polly. It, it's rare. I know some people that honestly can say they were 
probably their whole lives, but most of us had to at least trudge through trying to be monogamous mm -hmm. before we either figured out or discovered however um, our journey was to uh, non-monogamy or poly. Mine was trying to be monogamous and with my own background being, I consider myself a recovering Catholic. <laughs> and, uh, you know, being married and all that stuff and being married to somebody that for so many reasons I did not need to be married to. But getting out of that relationship and going through the self-assessment of figuring out what is wrong, why do I feel so unhappy, led me eventually to realize that I am a polyamorous person, that I am not monogamous. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's I actually, people who ever hear me talk about it, I describe it as my orientation. For me, it's not a hobby. It's not like skydiving that I picked up and started doing on the weekends or something. <laughs> yeah. I define myself as a poly person when I am being poly. Even if I'm single, like I'm not in relationships, I am uh -huh. a polyamorous person. And when I'm living that way, I am my most authentic. Yeah. I also find I'm a natural introvert, but I'm most talkative around poly people. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's a, I think that... Um the the trendiness of polyamory yeah. is kind of a double-edged sword because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm really happy that people are into it and asking me about it. Right. But then like, there's also this kind of feeling like, oh, it's just a fad. You yeah. know, like people just, it's just a, a word, you know, that people throw around because they don't want to whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a little, uh, it's like great that there's more of it, but it's also kind of sad that people think it's just, <laughs> you know, it's like trending, yeah. but it's not a trend, you right. know, like it's, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, we got a Showtime, you know, series now right or at least there was one for a while there so mm -hmm. now it's an interesting thing and it'll fade out and people will get you know whenever soccer moms pick it up you know you're affecting the society but they'll get bored and move on to something else whether it be keto or paleo or some other discovery so <laughs> I would love to think it's polyamory as like a diet like I'm trying poly right now my husband hates it <laughs> <laughs> drinking like white wine in the park or some there shit there you go that'd be the next thing yeah yeah but uh no i mean it's it's for some of us poly is the way we are some of us and the problem is because we didn't have examples of it growing up it you discover oh this is a thing and a lot, a lot of times it's just i didn't know that was an option mm -hmm. um and you know because i literally thought there was something wrong with me because it's like dude why can't you you know only see one woman because well, there's so many freaking women out here you know so <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that's another thing is without many examples we also fuck up a little more you know because <laughs> we? you know we don't have a whole lot of you know with monogamy right. we the rules we see mono everywhere exactly but with poly you kind of really even every new relationship you're really kind of making it up as you go, right. learning that person and the boundaries. It's new every time. Yeah. You know, well, so I mean, we it just leads to through some crazy a major stuff. holiday, Valentine's Day. And, you know, mm -hmm. go through any greeting card section, try and find a poly greeting card. <laughs> exactly. You know? And it's, it's suddenly you realize that I am really in a minority. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, so yeah, there's nothing that's set up for us. So we're kind of blazing our own trail. Mm -hmm. um, and many of us are bringing certain things from mono. I don't think they're completely different, but mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing that's just us. And so, yeah, that's, that's why this topic is necessary because people tend to, when they're learning about poly, tend to focus on the good and they don't realize, you know, we have more of everything. So yes, that's more partners. Yes. It's more people to say, I love you on your birthday. It's also mm -hmm. more breakups. It's also, you know, I always tell a guy who thinks it's phenomenal to have multiple women interested in him. Dude, if you've ever sat in a room with three girlfriends staring at you and they're all pissed off at the same time, <laughs> that will sort of, <laughs> you will knuckle up real quick. That's when you realize, okay, am I man enough for this? You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. And so, 
Yeah, I mean that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, about yourself on that. Is that story where the three women are mad? At you, is that this story? No. Or is that just like an example? No, that you can... it's, it's. I've had uh, actually whatever works. They don't ever get mad at me at the same time. What I've had happen before is multiple partners sitting in a room and they just start plotting against you. Mm. Um, so like, uh, <laughs> I mean, and it, it's sometimes it's for your own benefit. Sometimes it's whether you like it or not. It, it's not bad, but it. it you know, again, it, it's one thing when you have one partner and you've got to listen to what they say and their input and whatnot. It's another thing when you've got multiple partners. You know, I, I currently have two. And my problem is, like, clothing is, I'm, I'm terrible at clothing. I have no fashion sense. I want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got girlfriends. They're like, these shirts are too big for you. So they're going to take them. I'm like, but they're my shirts. Well, they're going to take them. And <laughs> I don't have a choice. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to come home and my closet's going to be, like, cleaned out. And they will have all had night shirts. So see stuff like that. It's kind oh. of it's not bad, but it's one of those things where I mean, guess what? You are literally outnumbered. <laughs> you know, that's so. so interesting. That's not anything I ever would have thought. Yeah. Of. Well, I mean, there's more people to take your your hoodie because when it's cold, you know, girlfriends love getting in the boyfriend's hoodie. Um, yeah. And I, I wear big t-shirts. I'm a big dude. And so when your partners want to take your shirts and they decide they're too big for you. Yeah. Your shirt's gone. Guess what? <laughs> you know, Interesting. So. Yeah, that's the thing that happens. Yeah, I, I guess we kind of sort of have that in in our, um, you know, repertoire of things that we've seen before is like when the one woman says to the one man, like, okay, you know, these are some changes I think will really benefit you. And he's like, oh, I never thought about that. And then, you know, she's like trying to help. And so like, and it feels like an evasion of on him. And, you know, we see that a mm. lot, like in, you know, movies and culture where the guy's like, I want to keep my posters. <laughs> she's like, well, you got to frame them. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. when there's three of them, mm-hmm. like it's a whole different shakeup, yeah, right, you know, yeah, that's yeah. so funny. How cute. And it can be a benefit to you. I mean, they can upgrade you, you yeah know, no but it's you have totally to be open to it you yeah let's yeah. try to like facilitate growth you know yeah so i mean that's one way to put it there's more input in your life and mm-hmm. you know it's more places to grow yeah. but growing sometimes hurts yeah, yeah you know it's not always super easy right yeah, that's super so, cool yeah. so what's the beginning of this breakup story and why did you choose this one um because <laughs> i'm sure you've broken up a lot you know <laughs> well, i mean it, it's because for me it's the defining one i mean it's um you know, as a poly person, it's sort of something that's very significant for me. And actually, the reason that I chose this story, it's I define it as my crucible moment. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I, you know, I lived my life as a monogamous person and figured out, wait a minute, poly is my orientation. Um, and I was living and practicing poly and I felt authentic. And then I hit this moment, which was extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a crucible is one of those things where, you know, it, it's in science. It, you put something in a crucible, set it on fire, and you burn away all the impurities. And whatever is left is the core of that thing. Mm-hmm. Story well, of my life. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> a crucible moment is when you go through a challenge, and, I mean, it sucks. It's mm-hmm. painful. You come out the other end, and you don't know if you're going to survive it. And then it occurs to you, you know, when I went through this, you know, experience, it never occurred to me to give up on Polly. Mm. which is interesting because people who don't know or understand when they see you going through difficult times, like well, maybe you'll go back to just being normal yeah. and give up this poly. Why don't you try just one girlfriend? Yeah. Cause this seems to be really yeah. hard for you. Well, maybe there's something wrong with you. I mean, if so many people, maybe you're just not cut out for this stuff. And it's like, which is funny because no one ever blames the mono when mm. people go through tough times, you know, it's not, especially you know, like infidelity. Like no right. one's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So, I mean, and, and it's not to talk bad about monogamy. It's mm-hmm. for some people, it's not for others. But it's the assumption that if you're going through, I mean, poly is either perfect or you, you aren't doing it right or mm. you shouldn't be doing it at all. Yeah. So if you have friends perception. who are monogamous and, you know, you try the poly thing and then you express to them you're having a difficult time, like, why don't you just focus on one girlfriend? It's like, but that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. So I went through this experience and it was a, it was a crucible moment. I looked up at the end of it one amazed that I survived and two um 
when I realized it never occurred to me to give up poly. And the way, you know, it kind of works, I always say, you know, as poly people, we live so much life. We have so many things that go on um, during the course of um, a year. Um, so it's, time seems to move very fast for us. I mean, you've got multiple birthdays, multiple, you know, you're buying a bunch of gifts at Christmas. You're just doing a whole bunch of everything. You got to be rich as fuck. No, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be creative. You got to manage sure. your money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I actually had an experience where I had um, four partners at once. I had four girlfriends. Um, and people were like, man, you're a stud. It was purely by accident. It wasn't something I was planning. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't easy because it was a lot of scheduling. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, do you um, do Gmail? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, Google Gmail Calendar. is like a poly person's yeah, best friend. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I've got a partner that didn't really do Gmail and wasn't familiar with it. I was like, listen, you here, I'm going, we're going to create you a Gmail and you're going to get Google Calendar. You're going to add it to your phone. Mm-hmm. This is necessary. You know, um, and you kind of makes you wonder if those guys at Google are poly, <laughs> are poly friends. It's like, do you realize you've made life easier on us? So, mm-hmm. yay for technology. But yeah, no. I'm also reaching out for a sponsorship from Google. I need $6,000 an episode. Thank there you. you. <laughs> no, yeah, Google's the best. Yeah. It saves lives. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's good stuff. So, um, but yeah, so four relationships um, at once, a lot of traveling. A lot of scheduling and whatnot. And then, of course, I had the experience, we're talking about breakups, where I had all four of those relationships in, inside of about a month and a half. Mm. So, <laughs> that's tough. I mean, like I said earlier, every relationship, every breakup is hard. Yeah. Four at once, or mm. four within close succession. And it, it really felt like it was dominoes at one point. It was like, you know, wake up the next morning, what's going to happen? And it was brutal. I mean, it was, yeah. I, I did a lot of self-assessment, learned a lot about myself, sort of figured out where I am. And again, I came out of it and Learned I a lot. never, ever questioned polyamory. I just was like, okay, you know, and I learned some things and I'll talk about. So what, what was the, the first domino? Like, was there, like, what was the environment like before the breakup started? Was everybody kind of wiggling around or what? It, it was interesting because, um, they had all, I'm trying to think, most of them had all met each other. Three of them were actually friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And it was cool. We, at, at one point, kind of hung out. We had a big, you know, thing where the polycule was hanging out, and it was fun. And, you know, that many people, that many personalities, things are going to change. Things, you know, go awry. The first domino to fall was kind of, it, it wasn't noticeable. It was quiet. She just ghosted. Just disappeared. Um, oh, wow. And it was... How long have you guys been together? That was a pretty short one. We had probably been together for two months. It wasn't mm-hmm. very... I mean, and poly i mean two months is significant i mean you do a lot of things in two months mm. um and i mean it was you know somebody I cared about i liked um i don't think is a bad person just uh for whatever reason stopped returning messages didn't want to hang out stopped talking and you know it's like okay and it i will admit that caught me off guard because it's like what on earth is going on what happened but you know no big deal again got three other partners it's like it's strange but you know maybe she'll come around um just to be clear, that to this point, I, I still have no hard feelings actually towards any of these people. Mm-hmm. A lot of this made me learn about myself. So that was the first one. You kind of move on, go on about your business. Not a big deal. Um, the second one Wait, hurt. okay. <laughs> the first one uh-huh. was friends with the other ones? Yeah, they, they all knew each other. Okay, mm-hmm. and so she just kind of like bowed out, stopped? She, yeah, just started doing her own thing. Um, mm. And the thing is, I wish I could give more information. I have no idea. Still doesn't spoke my door. I have no idea what happened. Interesting. It's just kind of, yeah. And it, like I said, I'm not mad. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and this isn't to bring up old demons or anything. It just happened. Yeah. You know, um, and it's one of the things you learn about poly relationships can end. I mean, they ebb and flow and sometimes people just go on, go their separate ways. Yeah. Got so, other stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, 
we're all human, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I don't, like I said, I wish I had more answers. I honestly don't know. (laughs) I really don't. I honestly have no idea what happened. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So the first one, ghosts, and that was chronologically the first one as well. Mm -hmm. And then the second one. The second one was a little bit more painful. Um, And it was somebody I really cared about deeply. It was, um, that relationship was more mature. It was longer. So several months, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just. I wish I could, I I really wish I knew it, but it didn't ghost. She actually messaged me. I think it was some social media, either text or hangout something. Um, You know, you know, just said, this isn't working for me. I need to move on. You know, uh, this isn't healthy. And it hurt because I really cared about that person. Mm. Um, Do you know what they meant by not healthy? um, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. haven't spoken to her since. I mean, you know, I've seen her um, and Mm -hmm. we sometimes cross paths. You know, here in the Houston, community, it's hard. Our polyverse is so small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's really kind of tiny, so it's kind of hard to never see somebody again unless they just don't ever leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I only have really traumatic breakups with mono people that are trying. <laughs> So that when they make mistakes, I never have to see them again. Yeah, no, <laughs> that that's, I will say that is, I guess, an advantage to pollinating. I don't like to pollinate. It's not a thing yeah. that I do. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm, I'm, I got to break the habit, man. I mean, you know, it's someone's got to do it because. Someone's got to pollinate. Because there's only so many poly people. And if somebody doesn't turn them, nobody. Will. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wait for them to find us. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's got to happen. It's not a thing for me because, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just too. I don't have the patience to teach somebody how to do this stuff. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. I probably should. You know what? I really should. I should. Think you about don't need that shit. <laughs> I am here to tell you, first and foremost, you do not need to teach anyone how to be themselves. I think it's nice that like, like some people may never know that they're poly. Like there are some people that are poly that if you don't introduce it to them, they will go their whole life just thinking they're bad at monogamy. Right. So yeah. like there is kind of that sort of like, maybe I can like, even if they mess up on this one, mm-hmm. you know, eventually they'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, like that was something I thought I was cool with and I just should have, you know, so I have like that image in my head, but really the truth of it is like, I got to look out for me or I'm going to fucking break my back trying to carry <laughs> these people into polyamory, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the metaphor of pollinating like kind of feels like a, a, like a soft little butterfly and it's like hey and like it whispers into the flower and it's like hey yeah. did you know about polyamory okay bye that's what i would prefer <laughs> is to just be like on okay keep it like hey i fuck a bunch of dudes you know and they're like oh that sounds okay and then Not they google it wrong with that. <laughs> they google it on their own you know <laughs> they don't need me and their shit um okay so she uh Said that it, it wasn't healthy. Do yeah. you want to delve into what you thought it was? It, it's, or? At one point, um, she told me that I had done something to trigger her. I still don't know what it was. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm sensitive. That I understand. People have triggers. It's a thing. Um, it's kind of a little disconcerting to know that you triggered somebody that you really cared about and loved and mm-hmm. not know what it is. And they don't tell you. And then you don't have an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I will admit that, you know, I had my own emotional mental things going on. That, you know, because nobody's perfect. Uh, I'm I'm human. It's one of the things I've learned about myself and all of this is, hey, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Which I is am funny. not the perfect poly robot person. No, yeah. You know, it's people will hear me talk and think that I'm, that I think I'm perfect. I, I, I am arrogant, but I don't think I'm perfect. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a guy recently, we were like, we were fighting or something and he's like, you have a podcast and you did this stuff and you're not talking about this thing and i just thought that you were you were the poly girl and you knew what to do and i'm like bitch like (laughs) i'm 22 (laughs) fuck off i don't even know how to love like (laughs) i mean poly is hard and yeah i make mistakes but it's like to to turn around and be like i thought you were perfect it's like okay well who's that on (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, that happens because it's, I don't talk to strangers a lot. Now, I mean, at the group, the facilitator group, I talk there, mm-hmm. you know, and I run my mouth and people hear me talking. They come up and they think I know all the things Polly. Yeah. Not the case. I'm just a geek. I do a lot of reading. I, I'm a natural introvert. So I, my world is the internet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, so we can mimic that yeah, vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm also, I don't know if you know this, I'm a big fan of creating poly words. Um, oh, okay. so things like holiday, pollinating, um, what's holiday? A holiday is like a holiday, but it's a poly specific holiday. So for example, Valentine's day was set up for monogamous people, but uh-huh. you do a poly day, you and your cool, however many that be, mm-hmm. you have your day, you go do something. Oh, cool. Um, I know people, um, did you set your own date for that? Like, or each polycule does their own? Um, it, that depends on the poly people. It, it mm. you can do a polycule thing. Um, it's like, for example, my main partner was out of town for Valentine's day, but I have another partner who mm-hmm. is kind of into Valentine's day. So I got her a card. For Valentine's Day. Now, we weren't together, you know, but I got her a card. My other partner, we went out to dinner, and it was us, but that was our mm-hmm. holiday, you know. And we'll do things, too. We're both introverts. Sometimes we need to unplug from humanity, and we'll disappear into mm-hmm. a cave, and it's our day. Uh-huh. And, you know, we'll kind of do that. That's how we work on us. That's super sweet. Yeah. You know, so things like that. This is what I want to do. I want to <laughs> have, like, an a holiday event. Yeah. Where people bring their whole cue and no we like, not to. let's do it. There's, yeah, there's no reason not okay, to. Okay, stay tuned, guys. <laughs> We're going to figure out a date for this and you guys are going to come to holiday and everyone can bring their whole cue <laughs> and we'll have a Q&A and we'll have drinks and we'll make crafts probably. <laughs> I think we can appropriate something. Let's, let's declare pride a holiday. <laughs> and just, you know, I mean, let's, let's why not? It's Let's go be us and uh-huh. be stupid and poly and, and out in the world and whatnot. And I mean, you know, cocktails can be considered a poly, even though it's every month. Yeah. So, I mean, there's things. It's just like a thing that you do with right. your, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I like it. But, I can uh, dig it. Yeah, it's cool. Fun. Um, we kind of got off track a little bit. I just really like the concept of a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, if you talk to me enough times, you'll hear I, uh-huh. I love making up poly specific yeah. words. It's kind of, it, because this is new and we create our own vocabulary. So, mm-hmm. for me, it's fun. Yeah, but the the point is, like, people think that, I think people, anytime they meet someone that's been poly for longer, or, like, is in the community actively, yeah. they think, like, oh, that person is an yeah, authority on that. Exactly. But that's like saying that someone that's been, like, married for 50 years is, like, an authority on monogamy. They're an authority on their marriage. Right. They're, yeah. they're an authority on that shit, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I'm an authority on being, you know, a fuck up, but. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I am you know, an authority on my poly experience and what I've been through. You exactly. Know? Uh, I've read a lot of books and I can apply them. I mean, I do that and it's, you know, I'm the one that, that I will hand you a reading list because I yeah. geek about everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. That's I mean, still an educational resource. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean like all the answers. Yeah. Which I'm not an expert. That's Relationships sure. becomes like a kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it, but I mean, you know, if people want to ask my opinion and only my opinion because I'm not a professional, mm-hmm. uh, I'm fine with that. Hey, this is the way I see it, you know, but it's worth what you paid for it. Mm-hmm. As of yet, I'm not charging. <laughs> um, I so, charge yeah. in hugs. <laughs> you have to hug me. Yeah. I'm funny about hugs. But anyway, <laughs> if I know you, you can hug me. But I'm doing this thing. So like I'm doing a lot of like emotional. This is totally off subject, but that's kind of the idea. Right. So I'm doing this like emotional sort of journey and I'm doing like the clarity process and like authentic relating and all of oh, these. Wow. And it's like all these things where like one of the rules is like to like ask before you give a hug uh-huh. and think about whether or not you want a hug before you say yes. Uh-huh. And to the, like I have, ne- I realize I've never said no 
to a hug in my life. Like I always assume hugs like (laughs) all the time. And I didn't think it was a problem until I was like, what am I? I'm just letting people walk all over me. You know, (laughs) I never thought of that as a point of consent. I just thought that people hugged all the time, you know? And then, so at one of the meetings, I felt really uncomfortable, but like someone asked me for a hug and I was like, not right now. Thank you. <laughs> and it was like totally fake. Cause I totally wanted a hug because I always want to hug all the time, you know? Um, but awesome. I did it and it felt so empowering. And I was like, I'm in charge of my body. Like yeah. it felt really good. I, I'm notorious in the poly community for being the guy that will not hug you if he doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. And it's, I have, I've got close friends who have known me for years and will ask and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's one of the things. Cause I was the same way. I would let people hug me. And then it got to the point where I don't like being hugged. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that's okay. And so I would yeah. say, if I don't know you, don't hug me. Because some people think of a, of a hug as a handshake. Nothing wrong with that, but I don't. Because mm-hmm. I'm funny about people physically touching me if I don't know them. And But I've had the experience. People get mad if you yeah, say Yeah, they get nothing. a little offended. Yeah, I've had people mm-hmm. get really angry now i respect that you like can first of all know that boundary because i'm not even there yet like (laughs) you know like and then to be able to communicate that boundary like that's just like so powerful and i think in the poly community sometimes people can miss the boat on that Mm -hmm. because there's kind of like this sort of free love sort of environment that people feel like they're entering into right um but that doesn't mean that there are no boundaries you know and i think it's really important to communicate boundaries so important that's super cool okay so the second one Okay, so the second one um, um, she sent you a message. Yeah, she had some mental challenges. I was having mental challenges. We couldn't work them out. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've got my own suspicions of, of, not suspicions, beliefs of what may have happened. We never had a chance to talk about it. It was just, we were having a tough time. We were going through some things. And I got the message, and it was just like, you know, I don't feel like I can do this anymore. And, you know, obviously, you know, at that point, this is somebody I loved. I have to respect that because mm-hmm. I, I am a big fan of respecting it. I'm not going to fight. You know, I would rather you didn't, you know, end things with me, but I will respect that and kind of move on. And that one hurt like hell. That one caused me to sort of retreat into the cave for a little bit. Mm, and, a little bit of heartbreak. Uh, no, more than a little bit. That one hurt. That mm. one hurt bad. And, mm. it, and it's because this was somebody I had fallen for pretty hard, pretty fast. I'm funny about vulnerability and I did a lot of being vulnerable with this person. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's done, you know. And of course, the issue is... When you're going through a breakup, as much as it hurts, and again, we were talking about this earlier, people think, well, you've got other partners to support you. If you get too messed up over a breakup, your other partners start to really feel weird because yeah. they're trying to support you and you're still trying to maintain a relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I'm two down. I had two more and I was in hell. I was not eating. I was barely sleeping. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I say this is my crucible moment. That was painful. Um, and it, it, was painful moving forward because again, it's a small polyverse. You see them everywhere. They're all over social media. You can't get away from these folks unless you completely retreat. And at one point I kind of had to. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I learned is that it's okay to do that. You're allowed to heal however you need to heal and you're allowed to go be safe. So if that means, you know, push pause on Facebook, Facebook is not real life. <laughs> that is a fan. I mean, that's fine. If you, I mean, you can do yeah. what you need to do. Go be healthy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes you need that, like yeah. it, it re-stimulates you every time you right. see that person. And yeah. so if you need to just like not see that person, you know, I mean, if you have a physical visceral reaction to every time you get a notification on your phone that they posted something, mm. maybe you need to get healthy and get away from that. And it's okay. You're allowed to protect your own sanity. 
yeah. you know, um, and that was one of those things where it, it, it bothered me because I like to think of myself as a, you know, I'm not a newbie. I'm a seasoned poly person. I should be okay with this, right? That hurt. I mean, it stung. And so I had to do put things in place to protect myself. And one of them was I took a break from social media. One of them was, you know, changing notification settings and things like that. Um, until I felt to where I was better at dealing with that. And you Well, know. it's very mature and smart of you to know that that's okay, like to know that boundary for yourself, yeah. you know, and then to respect that boundary for yourself, mm-hmm. you know. I can imagine myself being like trying to <laughs> be like, you know, I need to get off Facebook for a while and then being like, well, you know what? Screw that person. I'm just going <laughs> to feel hurt and I'm going to, you know, do my thing, you know, right. and like, and if it hurts me, I can't heal because I keep, you know, like reopening yeah. that wound, you yeah. know. Well, the opposite is vague booking. And, you know, we see that people that get up there and they're saying all types of things and it's that passive aggressive. I'm going to mm. say stuff that if you read it, you know, I'm talking about you. And see, I have such a disgust of that. Not that I'm mad at anybody. People do what they want to do on Facebook. But for me, again, Facebook isn't real. It's a medium for which we can communicate. And so I don't put feelings like that out there. I mean, it's people who I know me know what I'm going through, but I'm not going to put that stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly not going to start reacting to them on Facebook, like you said, being mature, mm-hmm. it didn't feel mature at the time. I felt pretty weak, but I needed to do it for myself. And eventually, like anything else, what you practice, you get better at. And eventually, I got better at dealing with it and mm-hmm. and moving on. And so I didn't have to completely retreat. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. So I mean, I got through it okay. Yeah, so, that is so smart. That one. Yeah, especially like I don't know. I have like a weird obsession with closure. Mm. So like, didn't that did that ever <laughs> come up for you? Like you had to know what triggered or what happened or. So closure is interesting. This is some of my geek coming out. One of the things that I've learned, um, and I forget where, I might have heard this from another podcast, Dan Savage, where he talks about closure is something you give yourself. Mm. You know, and it's one of those things where, because sometimes you may not get closure from them. You know, in this case, you know, the first two that I've talked about, I haven't spoken to them since. And this has been over a year from this point right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could be sitting here waiting to get closure or I can just say, you know what, I got to move on and give myself closure. And so it's one of those things that sometimes you accept it. You have to get to a place in your head where you can do that. And I know it's not easy. I'm not telling people, listen, get over yourself, you know, because some (laughs) people can and some can't. And I have been able to in other relationships and sometimes it's just harder to get over them. But closure is something, it's a gift you give yourself when you're ready, trying to make yourself do it when you're, you know, still eating ice cream out of the actual container itself and, you know, don't want to see sunlight probably isn't the best. I mean, you're allowed to grieve or whatever. Yeah. But at a certain point, you need to decide that you're going to move on um, and you give yourself that closure. So, I mean, getting closure, it was one of those for a while there it hurt. And for I mean, I went through the stages of grief, you know, how can I how can I get her back? What, what can I do? You know, maybe we can talk about it. The other thing is the breakup was kind of like, you know, not at this time, maybe at a time when we're both healthier. Mm. Which, of course, it leaves that little bit of hope. Yeah. And in that case, is you know, the reality is maybe, but it ain't right now. Mm. And, you know, I'm not going to hang out for that long. I need to go be healthy. Yeah. It took me a while. I mean, and it did. Again, I still had two other partners. Um, but uh, So what a, was their reaction during this time? Um, two different reactions. One of them was more intimately aware of the situation and tried to be helpful while remaining some sort of safe distance. Mm-hmm. The other one... I'll be honest with you, probably took it sort of harsh because it was, I was so wrapped up in pining for somebody that just broke up with me. And she's saying, listen, I'm right here. And again, when you get too wrapped up in one breakup and you have a partner, she starts to feel like you cared more about that relationship than the one that's right in front of you. Yeah. And that's something that's hard to manage. And so this is one of those times where I say, listen, you, it takes a certain, you got to do a lot of work to be poly. 
because you know if you go through a breakup and you're allowed to be hurting in a breakup but if you've got other partners it's not that i was neglecting them but they've got to be people who understand that that relationship was important to you because in her mind she's thinking listen she dumped you why do you care you know, why don't you just get rid of everything that ever had her name on it? Why don't you burn every note she ever gave you? Why can't you just move on? I'm right here. Mm. And you're trying to say, but I love this person and it hurts. And if they're not willing to see that, I mean, because think about it. I can understand from a meta standpoint of view, you know, it's someone hurt your partner. And, you know, you want to, one, be mad at them and two, care for your partner. But it, 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 it's complex. I mean, you know, human relationships and human emotions are complex. And so it's not just... Well, that bitch, don't you? You know, move on. I mean, what's the issue here? Let's go out and party. You know, the best way to get over someone is get under someone else. Eh. <laughs> you yeah. know, easier said than done. And Especially when there's a relationship like, I don't know, like the expectation of that is because you've had that one person for so right. long. And yeah. so now you get to try something new to help you like recover yeah. from that. Mm-hmm. But if you're already with those two people at the same time, the only thing that's changed is that now there's something like missing, yes. you know, like, yeah. and so now that's gone. Right. So getting under someone else, you know, like that person's always been there, right. you yeah. know? So it's not like this new sort of like yeah. cleanse the palate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Probably people don't really get that because yeah. we, you know, pursue our desires and our wants and our needs all right. the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And if you've got a meta that you never liked and you know, they finally break up with you, your partner the first reaction is to go Woo, sweet more time uh-huh. probably not the best way to respond <laughs> yeah you know so uh-huh. and again you, there's certain maturity and you've really got to keep you know emotions at least awareness of them if not flat out in check so you know i mean i was hurting and it was obvious i was hurting and and for one person that was in a relationship with me at the time knew it she was aware she was one of the first people that i kind of talked to when that happened she was supportive um, the other one, you know, she was one of the first people I called as well. And she was like, okay, next move on. You know, look, look, what are we doing tomorrow? And so, you know, again, different styles of support and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, that was, it was complex and it mm-hmm. was not easy. So again, guys who think this poly stuff is fun, it is, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, there's a caveat to everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's more of everything. So yeah, that was the, um, I just got a message on WhatsApp. Um, from your previous text, if I said, "Hey, Brit, help me bury a body," would you? <laughs> yes, I, I would. I would totally help you bury a body. I, I, I did that for a living, actually. Buried bodies? Yeah, I worked in a cemetery. Why is this not the first thing that we talked about? You didn't ask. Oh my gosh, what was that like? If you would ask, if you were to ask me, "Hey, Zach, could you help me bury a body?" I would th- know how to years. do that. Yeah, I've done that. That years. is so cool. Mm-hmm. What's when we do the when we do the episode about you specifically? Did you like the poly profile? <laughs> sure. We're gonna get into that shit. <laughs> I bury dead people and I see all the crazy shit the living do around the dead people and it's ridiculous you want comedy uh, uh, material come hang out in the cemetery for a couple weeks I go to the cemetery like so this guy that I'm seeing lives across the street from a cemetery I go all the time and I practice ritualistic magic so sometimes you know I do some crazy shit but the point being um, so where we left off um, was a we were just we were kind of leaving off on the second partner and like some communication stuff about them and uh, really insightful explanation of closure, which mm-hmm. was, I think, really awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Sure. Uh, so now, partner number three. What so, the fuck happened there? Number three. <laughs> number the, three the... is like offended and like we know that we've broken up with two people and right. she's like, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. She's the one that, I mean, and to be honest, she was kind of ambivalent about the other partners before. I mean, she tried. I mean, I'll give her that. She had her own insecurities. Um, and she tried, um, 
to sort sort of be supportive, but I really think it kind of got to her, and it probably played on her insecurities too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was on. yeah, this was the only one. <laughs> this is so bad. This was the only one out of the four that broke up with me in person. Mm. Now the way she did it was interesting. Um, I was actually spending the night at her house, and she had to get up early to go to work, and so I we went to sleep. And I'm a notorious uh, insomniac and night owl, so I couldn't sleep. So I was laying there in the bed and I couldn't sleep. So I got out and went in the living room and got on my computer and apparently the light woke her up. And so she came in there and wanted me to turn it off. I'm like, all right. And then it just kind of became this little conversation. And it was like, you know, and I'm, I'm talking to her and just, everything I did was bothering her. And I was like, you know, do you want me to just leave? Would that be easier for you to go to sleep? She's like, yeah, just go ahead and leave. I like, okay, I started packing up my bag and I leave. She goes, by the way, just stay gone. I'm done with you. <gasps> okay. I got in the car and I was out. I mean, it was just kind of, and it's one of those, it wasn't a surprise. It had been built, building up mm. because she was so dissatisfied because I was hurting. Cause I, I mean, this was probably a week and a half after number two. Mm-hmm. And, and you had been like sad about that. I, and I, kind of... I was still sad about that. I was still hurting and she was presumably nursing me through it and trying. And I think she just, I think, you know, she, again, this was a situation where she was, you know, what the hell with that bitch? She should burn her stuff. Why do you even care? Well, just let it go. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. You know, and she didn't see that I was hurting and I was going through and maybe what I needed was support, not, you know, well, the hell with her. She was nothing because she wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And so I got my stuff, got in the bag and drove home. And I was like, all right, you know, that's the beautiful thing about living alone. You, you kick me out of your house. I can always go to mine. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a shame. I mean, because it that wasn't that was a decent relationship. We were in that one for, I want to say, about six months or so. Um, wasn't bad. I mean, we got along. We, we had fun. Um, she was the one that wasn't part of the, wasn't really friends with everybody else. Had met some of the other partners, um, some of her metas, but wasn't really part of that group. Um, so when I would hang out with the others and we'd get together and do stuff together, she wasn't really part of that. Mm. Lived on pretty much an entire different side of town and in this city that's significant. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah, so I mean, that, that she was the only one that broke up with me in person. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> It's interesting because it, that's the one where, not that it didn't affect me emotionally, I got over it quicker, mm. probably because it was in person. Yeah, and you didn't have to like, Yeah, and um, it's more like, I think that feels like more like regular closure to me, well, you know, like my perception of what closure looks like. <laughs> Possibly. Well, like I said, I also saw it coming. Like I, I could tell she was getting truly dissatisfied and it was one of those, you know, well, maybe she'll hang out until... We get there, and it that little argument about you know keeping her awake was just enough for her to go ahead and say what was on her mind. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, so you know when you're heading that way anyway, the other two were kind of a shock. I mean, the first one was a shock because she just disappeared. The other one that hurt. I mean, she knew I was going through a tough time. She was going through a tough time. We were trying to talk, and it was just like no, I really can't. You know, I don't feel healthy. You don't seem like you're healthy. Let's move on. Yeah. You know, this one was she was dissatisfied because I was dealing with another breakup, and she was just like just go. All right. And, and you guys have kind of already communicated about some of that or oh, you no. could just see it in her like the- it, it's I could see it in her. She wasn't she was one of those ones that didn't say it. Um mm-hmm. and it it's it, it that drives me crazy by the way because when you can tell somebody you care about is feeling something and they won't tell you. Um I have a relationship right now. We practice ridiculous transparency. You know, to the point where we'll get mad at each other if we feel like we're censoring one another. Um, and it's one of those things well that's kind of cute it it is you know and it's and again it sounds good on paper no actually it's it's freaking awesome it's a total departure Mm -hmm. because you know our nature as humans and mine particularly as someone who's you know 
uncomfortable vulnerability is, you know, if I'm feeling things, I want to deal with them and process them before I let them out. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm currently with somebody now who's freaking amazing. Um, that's my beautiful blue eyed Phoenix. Um, and she is so ridiculously intuitive. She sometimes knows the things I'm feeling before I know them, mm. which is irritating, but it, it's one of those mm. things where, you know, I know there's something going on in your head. Just tell me. Okay, I didn't want to talk about this right now. She's like, well, yeah. And, you know, I get to the point where I'm trying to hide it, and I just don't, apparently. Yeah. I, I've got an expressive face, I guess. So, yeah, it's one of those things where it makes you, it, it challenges me to grow because it's, you know, if I'm going to have a feeling I'm going to be with somebody who cares about me more than anything in the world, I'm not keeping my feelings from her. And we've agreed that we are not going to censor ourselves. So sometimes you end up saying things that maybe sound a little insensitive or that are hurtful, but it's the truth. I mean, and it's in a safe place. Yeah, yeah. It's in a place where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, right now is the time yeah. where if there's something you're feeling, I know I'm not going to take it personally, right. but yeah. I know it's on the top, you know. Yeah. And so, and it's, and we, we do a thing where we practice, you know, uh, you know, presuming the positive intentions. So it's like, look, if you say something to me and I feel like I'm hurting or it hurts, you weren't trying to hurt me. You were mm-hmm. telling me the truth. And I know that she's going to tell me the truth no matter what. And it's the same thing. I won't say anything to try and hurt her. I will be honest. you know. And there's sometimes when she'll say, what are your thoughts? I'm like, do you really want to know? Yes, I want to know. Okay. And vice versa, that happens. And it's one of those things where, you know, if you want to know what's on her mind and you ask her, get ready because she's going to tell you. That's really sweet. You know what? It is. But I'm in like the antithesis of that right now. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so yummy. You know, it, it is until you do it. Because it's it's one thing. Again, it looks good on well, paper. Well, no, it hurts when it's happening. Yeah. I mean, you know? it, it, it could hurt. But the thing is, it's like anything else. You have to get used to it. And if you're not used to it, I mean, you get good at it when you practice it. I've been mm-hmm. with her now for several months. And it's we're, we get better at it. And I get used to it. And you do things like, well, okay, if this hurts when she says that, I know she's not trying to hurt me. So what do I do? I practice telling myself she wasn't being mean. She's mm-hmm. just, this is what she's saying. Or like find out what it is in you. Yeah. Like it's probably an yeah. insecurity or right. like a, yeah. Yeah, a tap- fear. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does it tap into you? So, I mean, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, so I've learned those communication styles and, and I had learned them from previous uh, relationships. And so with her, it's very, very honest. And I mean, it's almost naked transparency, which is, mm-hmm. um, it's different. I mean, it, it takes some effort. It takes some energy and it's, um, um, but it's, I think in a lot of ways for us in our relationship, it's one of our love languages because we will get mad at each other if we feel like we're censoring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's frustrating when you can see something that somebody you love more than anything in the world wants to say and they are not saying it. Mm-hmm. It's irritating because you're keeping something from me. And th- so that was, yeah. So anyway. This so with this partner, yeah, so it was the three, opposite. Yeah, she it didn't was, say anything ever. I could see it. I could read it as though, you know, there was one of those CNN, you know, tickle <laughs> things going across her forehead and she just would not say it. Yeah. And I was trying to be respectful and let her sleep. And I was like, okay, listen, I'll just go home. And she's like, well, you know, just go, just get your stuff and just go. I'm done with you. I was like, all right. And I left. And so what's interesting is I left and it was a long drive home. So, you know, miracle of modern technology. I'm on my phone and I'm like, okay. And so I start taking her off of my social media stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get asleep yet, and she's wondering why I'm taking her off and stuff. And I'm like, you just ended this relationship. So it's funny because this one broke up with me in person, and it wasn't that I didn't feel anything. But at that point, I was already numb because I was still hurting from previous yeah. two breakups. So there was just kind of like a get this then, out of me. And it was just like, you know what, fine. If I'm going to add three to the list, that's fine. And I just started, and so I started. And what's interesting is she's the one of them out of all four who has can repeatedly tried to con- connect with me since then, has tried to contact me. And I just won't respond. And so this is one of those things where um, I tried to be civil a couple times there and it didn't work. It was just 
wanting to communicate long enough to find out what's going on in your life and then they get mad because you're dating somebody else and so I was like you know what I'm not playing these games interesting yeah it, it was you know and she's not a bad person like every, all of us probably needs to grow a little bit I know I do and freak I'm old so you know but it was like you know what I got to a point where it's like yeah zero contact I'm just not I mean I still get texts from her on her birthday on mine and I just won't respond to them yeah. um, and again it's like I said one of the things I've learned and I'll get to this too is you know you have a right to do what you need to do to heal and for me it was like you know what I care about you I cared about you you ended this I'm done you ended it I'm moving on even if you're not and I'm mm. not going down this road so yeah I mean it, it's a shame but that one you know especially with your communication preferences and what it seems like as a pattern for her yeah right. like if your if your preference is to have that transparency mm-hmm. and her preference is to kind of like yeah. you know shut down and right. kind of let someone else figure it out not that that's wrong mm-hmm. but it's just kind of an incompatibility that yeah. of like you know unless she changes that about herself maybe yeah. it won't work yeah. well it was one of those things where excuse me I think she wanted to be friendly Mm-hmm. And we tried. The feelings. Well, it, it, it's not that. It's just that she couldn't do it. She couldn't be mature enough to be friendly after the breakup, mm-hmm. which is fine. But, uh, but you know, I don't. <laughs> you know, it, it's I have a right to move on, and I, I don't owe you. And it, 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 maybe she wanted closure. I don't know. But again, I don't owe you closure. You have to give it to yourself, and I wouldn't give it to myself. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not that I didn't care. I did, but I wasn't going to get pulled into the emotional stuff yeah again and i was still dealing with two other breakups at the time yeah so, yeah so yeah that was that was that was number three <laughs> that's uh that's i don't know that one speaks to me a lot because of the relationship that i'm in right now i'm like oh oh please don't tell me my breakup speaks to you in your current relationship i i, I didn't <laughs> tell her to say that i have nothing to do <laughs> with whatever brit's about to do in a relationship oh it's whatever uh ugh. I do think one an interesting theme that keeps coming up is the social media stuff, which I feel yeah. like we should probably do like a whole other episode. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be a whole episode. Here's Facebook is not real. That's your entire episode. <laughs> it's it's a tool. It's a f- way to communicate, mm-hmm. but it's not real. I mean, I tell people um, all the time if they ever listen. You know, I will get on my. I mean, your friends with me on Facebook. I get on Facebook and I'll make stuff up just to see who's paying attention because it's fun. When we first got on Facebook, it was fun. It was a way to communicate. And people were doing stupid stuff, telling them about every meal you had. It got dumb. Now people use it to have political debates, and people mm-hmm. are sending memes back and forth. Or they start. Or video- to like Polly Wanna Podcast on Facebook. Click, click, <laughs> click, 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 click. There you go, yeah. <laughs> or to you know follow their favorite clickbait, or to share the same meme that everyone's been sharing for the last two days. Mm-hmm. You know, most people get their news from Facebook now, which is frightening if you think about it. You know, it's just, the other thing is, I learned this a long time ago when I was trying to do some time management stuff and, you know, work from home and things like that. It's a time suck. I mean, if you're not careful, you can get on Facebook and look up and six hours later, what have I done? Nothing but click. You know, it, mm. it's it's a great tool. And, you know, I mean, here in the Houston Poly community, a lot of us communicate through that because it's you know, some of the groups and stuff. But the reality is it's not real. It's just a tool for people to sort of connect when they're not in person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, um, I had a, a mentor of mine in, in business and sales was giving a talk one time. He was talking about making connections and how business is all about talking to people and shaking hands and stuff. And somebody came up to him. He was uh, talking to some graduate uh, business students and somebody came up to him and said, Hey, I've got like 800 friends on Facebook. He's like, you may have 800 friends, but I've made more connections than you. You know, just because you're friends with somebody on Facebook doesn't mean, I mean, you know, that you're, 
connected to them. Mm-hmm. It's just somebody who is probably going to tell you happy birthday because Facebook reminds them it's your freaking birthday. <laughs> and but you they don't, don't have to remember it. Yeah, you know, and it's so it makes it easy for us to feel like we're connected, but we're kind of not. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an introvert saying, listen, it's not real. Sometimes you still have to communicate with human beings, either in person or even by voice. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, and I'll do the messenger thing. I'll text meaningful conversations. I'd rather sit here and do this, just talk to somebody or whatnot, than, mm-hmm. you know, talk via my thumbs because yeah. I'm more expressive. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. I mean, it just, and, and, I say that online when I'm online dating, like I want to <laughs> meet like really soon. Cause like yeah. screens aren't people. Oh, well, like, and you can what if anybody. I, yeah. What if I fall in love with someone that's like really charismatic online, but then I meet them in person and they like, don't know how to talk to me. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, you know, it's, and again, I'm, this is somebody, I'm somebody who's benefited from online dating because I have no game in person and I'm horribly shy. <laughs> you know, but it, it's it's not real. Eventually, you have to meet somebody in person, and that's where the human connections are made. So, yeah, you can burp. <laughs> I'm trying. Thing is, every time uh, I look at there, you go. I keep thinking I'm going to. Yeah, it just <laughs> I have dyspepsia. It's a condition. Um, sure, it's okay. just like vitiligo. So we were on the third partner. Third partner broke up with you in person. Uh, continues to try to reconnect with you. Yep, still which does. Almost, I mean, like, cause like. It's been over a year. And for that I, person, like it wasn't, it was really circumstantial. Mm-hmm. You know, it was be, like, and I'm sure in that mind, it's like, oh, it was because of the breakup, not because of the yeah. person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's obviously, you know, a lot of incompatibilities that that breakup illustrated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, it was, it was one of those relationships that, I'm not going to say it wasn't going anywhere because it sounds relationship escalator. Just, I think it didn't run its course and Mm -hmm. the stress of watching me go through other breakups because she also watched me go through NRE with somebody else too. And that was a strain on that relationship. So I think the stress of watching that, um, it was just a little weak to begin with. Yeah. It's, it's like anything else, you know, and, and, and Johnny talks about this, you know, when you're in NRE, when NRE is over with the compatibility that is or isn't there becomes very, very clear. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when the newness is worn off, if there's nothing else there, then all the weaknesses start popping up out of nowhere. And so that's one of those relationships that, I mean, we had some connections, there were some cool things, and we tried to have, you know, fun, but the stress of watching me go through NRU with somebody else and watching me go through breakups with somebody else, it just suddenly, there was nothing else holding us together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, I knew it, she knew it, but she was the one that actually said it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And again, if someone wants to end a relationship with me, I'm, you know, I, I don't fight it. it it's a shame. Um, but I learned that actually in my marriage, I don't fight to try and stay in a relationship I shouldn't be in. I know better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, you can't make somebody stay in a relationship with you and you probably shouldn't because if you convince them to stay, I mean, they're already out the door. It's just, you know, yeah. a matter of time. So yeah. Um, so that, where did four come in? Four came in. I don't remember the exact amount of time afterwards. Um, because I was in the bottom of a carton of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I was somewhere in my cave, probably on the floor. Mm. I had watched all the Netflix. Um, <laughs> um, for, let me see, how did they, um broke up with me via Facebook Messenger. Um, was by far probably, yeah, no, was by far the longest out of all of them. Really? In, in duration, yeah. So stuck with me the longest. Messenger. Yeah, and, well, and it, it's... <sighs> I believe it's because of a safety thing and I kind of get it, mm-hmm. but not really. It's if you really feel safer communicating with that way, fine. 
and so I look at it two different ways. You, you, if that's how you feel safe, fine. You have a right to feel safe in your communication. I also think it's sometimes an easy way out. Again, if it's somebody you care about and somebody you love, you know, if you really think they're going to do something, you know, um, I hope that wasn't the case. She was never in any danger from me. I mean, no one's ever been in any danger from me. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the you know reasoning was behind. I know it had been increasingly hard for us to get face to face. Oh, like scheduling wise. Uh, scheduling wise, she was dating other people. I was going through tough times. Um, again, you know, we both again. I was going through emotional issues and had my own mental issues, plus the multiple breakups. At one point, you know, she was telling me like I don't have the spoons, which I get. That's fine. Well, I had tried. I tried to meet with her, and eventually, it was just like you know, and and I will give her this. She actually sent me a message, and it, it wasn't just by the way I'm done. It was you know she took some time and typed it out, and it was just one of those you know I I feel like this relationship has become toxic. Um, and <laughs> I get that. I, I mean, I do. It's, it's funny. A therapist friend of mine, who am I kidding? It's my therapist said this to mm-hmm. me about toxicity. It's one of the things I learned. Um, toxic doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. If you're in a relationship and it's toxic, it just means that if you are toxic for that person, it's kind of like an allergy to a rose. If you're allergic to roses, it's not because the rose is bad or it, it's, it's toxic to you, which means you can't handle it in your life. The presence of that thing is not good for you. It doesn't mean the rose is bad. It doesn't mean you're bad. It just means for whatever reason it doesn't work. So that relationship had become toxic for, I'm sure, a bunch of reasons on both sides. Um, Like I said, I know I'm not perfect. And it was one of those things where we weren't communicating on a certain level. It had become toxic. I was trying to communicate with her. I'm sure she was having anxiety because I was a ball of emotions from three previous breakups. And, you know, some of the things I needed to deal with personally that um, I have actually been working on since then. So, it, you know, at first it hurt to be told that by somebody that you love that you're toxic. But the realization is toxic just means that we are should not be together right now. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know, um, that's a really great way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's I wish I could, you know, say that I made that up, but I didn't. That That's all my <laughs> therapist. So but I mean, it got me through that. Mm-hmm. You know, the realization that, you know, toxic doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. It means that this could combination is not good yeah like and a chemical so, reaction exactly yeah you know and that and again i mean the, the, the allergy to a rose i mean roses are beautiful but if they're toxic to you you're allergic you shouldn't be in the room with them it doesn't mm-hmm. mean there's something wrong with roses so that helps it helps to realize that okay maybe this shouldn't happen and, and that's one of the realities i learned from that relationship is sometimes because we had some great times in our relationships it was one of my um like i said my, my longest better poly relationships we had a lot of fun she's not a bad person um you know and but we got to a point, and this is what happens. You know, you get two people in a relationship, and things change. You become different people, or you go through different things in your life. Things happen, and all of a sudden, you know, with what was a great combination is now toxic. It's okay to move on. I mean, you and Johnny talked about the relationship escalator. Sometimes things ebbs and uh, sometimes things ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. They don't have to keep going up. Yeah. And so, if a relationship ends, it doesn't mean it was a failure. It means you guys got out safely before it got bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not a bad thing. You know, I mean, it, it's if it's not benefiting both people, right? You know, you and know. that's one of the beautiful things about being poly. There's nothing to make us stay in a relationship if it's not healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of sort of like you know obligation. You know, I hate that. Kind yeah, that's, of, that feeling like oh well, you know, it's you know we've gone so far on this escalator. You know, like yeah. why would I give it up now? It's like well, that's not really how that works. Well, and feeling trapped in a relationship. I went through that when I was married, and you know that's. Uh-uh. It, mm-hmm. it's I it does not lead to good things no 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 no. I mean and I, I had to fight to get out of that and mm-hmm. it's and I won't do that to myself and I certainly won't let, let it happen to somebody I care about 
you know, and again, I, I loved her. I, I moved on. That hurt. Took some time to get over um, and to heal from. And again, small polyverse. I still see her. We don't really talk, which is fine. I mean, it, I don't know if we're still toxic or not. It doesn't matter. I've moved on. She's moved on. Um, mm. I'm not mad at her, um, per se. You know, like I said, nobody's perfect. We probably did some things good and bad. Um, like anything else, and I wish this for all of them, I hope they're happy. Mm-hmm. I want them to be happy. That's one of the things I've kind of learned in my own spiritual practice is, you know, rather than being upset for what people did to me to try and wish them as much happiness as possible out of my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, like I said, I learned, um, I appreciated it. Like I really didn't enjoy a lot of that, you know, and she was responsible for a lot of me coming out of my shell and being the poly person I am now. So, um, I mean, I was poly before her, but the sort of community stuff is really, um, got me out meeting people and things like that. So yeah, it, it was, it got went where it needed to go and we got out and yeah. everyone survived. So yeah, that is really good. That is good. The positives of the breakup. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it, so what'd you learn? What did I learn? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to cry and eat ice cream and cuddle. You know, it's funny. I did not learn. Let me see. What did I learn? So I learned, <laughs> this was a surprise. I'm not perfect. Um, I'm not a perfect person. I'm also not a perfect poly person. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, I learned I am a real piece of work. And all that means is, like every other human being, I'm complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on who you talk to, I'm sure if you ask any of those wonderful four people I just discussed, they'll probably tell you I was a pain in the ass, uh, that maybe I still am. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, I, I, I can be a challenge. Um, I also would like to think I'm pretty good at being in relationships. But I learned I'm not perfect. I know that I take work. Um but everybody takes work. I try to be not a burden, you know, and whatnot. Um, so I also try to be honest. So yeah, I learned that. Um, but I do have upside. Um, I am very supportive. I'm naturally very protective. So yeah, I mean, I learned a little bit. Of, well, a little bit. I learned a lot about me mm-hmm. uh, in that one. So yeah. That's one of those things like, I don't know that I'm not a perfect poly person. Sometimes I even get in my own head about that, <laughs> you know, because I just like, cause I want, like, I know the rules, like I know what to do, you know, <laughs> like I should be the perfect person all the time, you know, but it just sometimes doesn't work out that way. Well, I mean, I, you and Johnny talked about it. I think, didn't you try to figure out, you know, the model of the perfect poly person? And the reality is, yeah, there you know, really it's, I did that trying to have a conversation with some folks in the group where it's like, you know, what is, it look like when you're being ethical you know what is that like and we've however many people there are in our community there's all kinds of different ways of looking at it poly just means that you are open to a certain relationship style nobody does it the same and so to say that there's perfect a correct kind of of, yeah i mean some some, you know some may be better than others some may and only because they've had more experience at it but that doesn't mean it's like i always say you know poly people aren't necessarily better communicators we just do it more because we have to you know, so yeah. yeah, I mean, just because I've had more breakups, I mean, I could be an expert at breakups now, but I mean, if you'll notice, all four of them break, broke up with me, so mm. I don't know how to break up with anybody, I haven't done it yet, but yeah. <laughs> they've all kind of broke up with me, so yeah, so I learned I'm not perfect. I learned that people love on their own terms. Mm. Um, basically, in a relationship with somebody, you can't make them love you the way you want them to, you can ask them to, but people love you up to and in the manner that they're able to do. So it's, you know, it's, you can't expect certain things. You know, this is what I need to have my needs met. Can you provide these? Only if they are willing to and want to. Mm -hmm. Also, if that changes, you can't necessarily stop it. Um, This idea that, you know, you're going to be the same person 
six months from now that you are now, particularly in a relationship, in a poly relationship, because so much happens in six months in poly. A lot of growth, a lot of different relationships. So many things go on. I mean, it's our relationships can, you know, are subject to so many different, you know, turns of the wind, you know, but people are going to love you in the manner in which they're able to, you know, the one relationship where she was upset, basically wanted me to love her more because these other people were breaking up with me. And it's not that I didn't want to, I was still hurting. So trying to basically, there wasn't a lot that you were capable yeah, of. So trying to get me to, you know, not care about somebody who just dumped me that I loved and love her more and give her more time. And it's not fair to ask me to do that. I, at the time I wasn't able to, would I have been, don't know, didn't get a chance, you know? So people are going to love you based on where they are right then and there. And you don't have a lot of effect on that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that, I, I learned that. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> people are going to love on their own terms. And the other part I had down here is that's okay. They're allowed to do that. Yeah. I've seen people get mad because I want you to do this for me. It's like, okay, well, you can communicate to me certain needs and I can try to, you know, but trying to make me do what you want me to do. Ultimately, you know, and I'm using you as an example because you're the only other person in the room. If I want you to do something for me, I can ask. I can't make you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no way I can force your behavior. I mean, if, if I try to force your behavior, that's called abuse. We don't do that. So mm-hmm. part of being an adult is, you know, if I'm going to communicate with you, I will communicate with you. These are my needs, and I hope you meet up, you know, meet them, or at least try. You know, but if you are unable or unwilling, I can't make you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's, I mean, for some people that's tough, but that's the reality of it. That This is why, you know, sometimes relationships come to their rightful end because I want you to do this and you're not willing to go that far. Maybe we need to move on or not capable. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and that, that happens, you know, so, um, especially in poly relationships where we think about our needs a lot, Mm -hmm. we think about our needs a lot, like (laughs) more so than I think a lot of mono people do. And so like, if there is a need that's not being met actively, you know, we can seek that need out on other people, but we can ultimately say like, you know, this is a need I need filled. And like, right, I don't yeah. like, you know, like that's something that we think about more than a lot of other relationship yeah, styles. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's more impactful. Yeah. Like for me to kind of have a partner in my life that meets a certain need mm-hmm. and then for them to kind of like take that away. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really have to assess like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what, like what, at the, what this looks like moving forward and whether or not I want right. to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. Well, and when you have multiple partners, I mean, you know, we always say that, you know, love is infinite. Time isn't, you know, I, I've only got so much room on my Google calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've got a primary partner who's busy and I've got a secondary partner who's got another partner and she's got other things going on. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to give you some of my time, I need you to be worthwhile. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of time to see if you're going to kind of get there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's why first date, let's break it down. How much free time do you have? Who else are you dating? Are you willing to do this? this you know, it, we, I can't waste the time because, you know, if I'm on a date with somebody that may become another partner or whatnot, I have to think in my mind, this time is precious. And so if you're going to get it, I need to know if you're going to be there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I I need to know, you know, these are my terms. Are you willing to love me on them or at least try, you know? And if not, that's cool. That's okay. I'm not mad. And do you have terms that I'm comfortable with? Yeah, exactly. What are you asking of me? What do you need of me? What do I have available? Exactly. And so that's, I mean, that's, and again, as poly people, because we know there's a potential, you know, when we sit down for our first conversation with a new potential, we always ask, how many other partners do you have? I need to know who else is involved here. Mm-hmm. You know, how much time do you have? We have so many conversations up front because we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You can't make assumptions. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't can... wait till the fourth date before you know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we can't get three months into this to decide if we're going to be exclusive because guess what? We ain't. And you knew that before we got started. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. So that's, that's the reality of it. So, yeah. So, you know, people love on their own terms and that's okay. Um, 
Another thing I learned, you were allowed to heal on your own terms. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's not one I think about a lot. Yeah. Because I'm kind of like a giver and a caretaker, <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, sure, deplete me. Yeah. You know, I like fuck myself over. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of shoulds. There's a lot of, well, you know, when you break up, you know, I mean, it's okay to hurt and whatnot, but you should do, you know, you should be civil when you see each other in, per- in person. And I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't deny that necessarily. But here's the thing. Sometimes you don't want to be. And I'm sort of a strong proponent of saying, if you are pissed off, you have a right to be pissed off. You don't, now, I wouldn't say go after them, you know, don't go punching people in the head because you see them in person, you're mad. Ultimately, you have to be an adult and whatnot. But you don't have to pretend like everything is okay in person because otherwise it'll get awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've seen people try to avoid that. Well, it's awkward if you don't talk. I'm like, listen, I'm hurting. I have a right to be hurting. Yeah. You dumped me four days ago. How awkward do you think it's going to be if we start talking about that shit? Well, yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? It, like, it's just, you know, and, and I've had that experience, you know, where, you know, someone, you have a breakup or the relationship ends, or whatever, and you see them, you know, it could be 10 days later or something like that. Everyone's hanging out. And because you don't speak, they act like it's awkward. It's like, well, I, it's awkward for me because, you know. You're sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at you. And the last time I heard anything from you, it was, you know, whatever way you broke up with me and whatnot. I don't owe you. This pretending like everything is okay so that you don't feel weird. Yeah. Let me help no you out. No one is entitled to that. Yeah. You know? Let me help you out. It's weird. Just yeah. like I don't owe you closure. I don't owe you pretending like everything is okay because for me inside it's not okay. Now I'm not going to lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going to go on Facebook and do everything but use your name and talk about you for four days. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But I have a right to hurt. And mm-hmm. I have a right to, you know, be amongst people that I care about. And to minimize interaction yeah, with that person. Exactly. And if I, that means socially out in front of people. Exactly. You know, yeah. or like, you Even know, online. in the case of the one partner, I don't have to talk to you. You know, you ended it with me and I'm trying to go my separate ways. I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to give myself closure and you keep texting me. I don't have to respond. Mm-hmm. And you can get mad if you want, but it makes you look nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I'm not responding and you keep getting madder and madder because I'm not responding, well, this is not an encouragement for me to actually text back mm-hmm. you know i have a right to heal i have been that girl <laughs> i'm that girl all the- yeah, yeah you had to look about girl. you i'm kidding i was no. kidding about <laughs> it's the bangs <laughs> i'm kidding yeah it's the bangs um yeah no yeah. so i mean it's and it, again everybody does strange things when they're hurting we know the brain acts funny because yeah. that's true that's another thing know, i'm really reactive yeah so. i mean and, and you know people do their own thing so but it's the reality of it is, again, we have a small polyverse. If you act too ridiculous, people are going to find out mm-hmm. because word travels, you know. Um, but and uh, I tend to be one of those people that when I'm going through things, I get more reserved than more, you know, I process internally rather than externally. Yeah. So if I disappear for a couple of days, it's probably because I'm either dealing with something or I just don't feel like dealing with people. Mm-hmm. So, but if I'm disappearing for a couple of days because I'm healing from a breakup, I'm allowed to do that. I don't have to pretend like that. That's another fantastic. interesting note is like in the polyverse that we exist in, in our small community, Yeah. it's like everything that you do, you know, is like, cause we kind of all date each other, see each other, talk to each other, are friends with each other, yeah. related to each other. Like we're at least we, Facebook friends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we have like a responsibility to ourselves mm-hmm. and to the community mm-hmm. to act in a certain way. Yeah. You know, like it's this kind of like respect where I say like, okay, this is really, really hard, but I need to limit my reactivity because I know, you know, like I'm not going to go talk shit to my other poly friends about someone that I just broke up with. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not going to say like he did this and that and he's the worst. Cause I know that eventually he's going to date someone that, that, you know, I'm friends with. 
So it's it's like my responsibility to kind of, you know, talk to someone who's not poly, like to see someone else about it because I yeah. don't want that, you know, version of him to be the version that they know of him, you know, yeah. and like tarnish. Unless it's like obviously like <laughs> like a physical <laughs> abuse, like, you know, like a safety issue, yeah, um, exactly. you know, or a boundary yeah. issue or a consent issue. If right, it's not, yeah. if it's not like a safety thing and it's just like a, what a jerk, you know, <laughs> um, that's kind of my, like I have to kind of deal with the fact that, oh, like I feel really fucked over and I know we right. were just, you know, yeah. and I got to deal with it on my own and that's really hard, yeah. you know. Um, but it's also easy to tip the scales in the community and mm-hmm. kind of use that you know against people yeah. um so it's really a precarious kind of like a very unique little um environment that yeah. we've created and that we have yeah. a responsibility to maintain yeah and sometimes me not talking when i see you is so i don't lose my shit i'm trying to keep it in there's an, a, a, a deep down scream <laughs> i would love to fucking yeah. talk to you right now motherfucker yeah. there's a rage monster <laughs> in me and i'm not gonna pretend to be civil because it ain't gonna last long you know yeah or something like, and i have yeah. a right to that you know i mean that's fine so yeah i mean that, that's, that's fair kinda, to know your own boundaries yeah exactly absolutely so mm-hmm. yeah good to uh-huh. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much. Uh, I think we're, you know, we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, yeah. this was really, really insightful. <laughs> it was so great to have another breakup episode. I love it. I love the story time episodes. Um, and I really hope that you guys continue to listen. Please rate and review. It's really important. Uh, yeah, thank you absolutely. so much to Zach for being here. Thank uh, you. And you, what? what when do you facilitate? I facilitate on Mondays. I sometimes go on Saturdays, but I'm there at the Montreal Center every Monday mm-hmm. uh, at 7 p.m. Awesome. Um, I'm yeah. there with, with Johnny and the, and the gang. And yeah, it's, it's fun to see folks in chat. So come see me. You can't miss me. I'm the only Zach in there. So. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Hey guys, this is Britt, your Polywana podcast host. I want to give special, special thanks to our sponsors, the Houston Polyamorous Organization, um, for being super supportive and always publishing my work. It's really uh, empowering. And I want to give um, a super special thanks to Mockingbird Network. And I really want to ask you guys if you could please rate and review. Um, it's a huge resource for people to have this polyamorous podcast. And the more you rate and the more you review, the more people see us. Um, so I'd really like to see more interaction from you guys. Um, I know I never ask <laughs> you guys to rate and review because I forget. Um, but it's super important. I want to see how it's doing um, and how much you guys love it. I get emails here and there at polywanapodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, and I really, really enjoy that. That's super great. Um, and I just, I love hearing from you guys. So anytime you want to reach out, if you want to be on the show, if you want to ask questions that we can answer on the show, um, I'm really thirsty to interact with you guys. Uh, I'm really running out of friends to talk to. And this episode in particular um, is brought to you by Daddy Issues Zine, um, which is a local Houston zine. Um, the zine itself is a classifieds um, book. So there's ads where people kind of um, describe who they are and what they're looking for. So for example, I would be, um, I'm a 5'8", femme, female, bisexual, polyamorous person looking for a tall, daddy dom to buy me drinks and take me out for sushi and tell me that I'm super intellectually superior to everybody else. And so that would be my ad. Um, so if you want to submit an ad like that, um, include an actual real email address that people can reach you at or your, I mean, your phone number if you're super loose um, with your privacy, you can email those to daddyissueszine at gmail.com. 
and they would really love to publish it. And when they publish it, we can let you know. Um, so email them, email your ads. We're really excited to have them as a sponsor because it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, and it's really exciting for me. So thank you guys for listening. Um, please rate and review. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Uh, and more importantly, our listeners for continuing to consider this a valuable resource. It's really exciting to me that something that I just do for fun and to vent and to navigate polyamory is helpful for other people. So thank you guys so much. Um, all right. I love you. Bye. Mockingbird Network.